0: All right, this week, uh, we're continuing to be looking at uh, the topic of prayer. Uh, And before we get into that, let's just take a moment and pray. Uh, I want to pray for the message this morning, but also uh, I want to pray for Cindy Bridges. Uh, If those of you that may know her, she often uh, is a sweet, kind, uh, older lady who sits in the front row uh, with white hair and a brilliant smile Um, earlier uh, this week, or it was late last week, uh, she ended up going to the hospital with a minor stroke, uh, was in there for a little while. Uh, she also has uh, Alzheimer's and so struggles with that. Uh, went home and she ended up going back in um, today uh, and was talking with some of the family and they think it's just a uh, reaction to some of the medications that she's having. Uh, But it's just a a difficult process, uh, especially uh, with the things that she's struggling with as well. So I want to pray for her this morning uh, as a church uh, and also for the Bridges family and and for this morning as well. So, uh, Lord, we come before you uh, today and uh, we first want to lift up our sister, Cindy. Uh, Just knowing her, the smile in her eyes and on her face, the love that she has for you, the joy that she has uh, in being here. Uh, Lord, we intercede for her right now. We pray for uh, healing in Jesus' name. We pray for uh, if there is a mix-up or a reaction to medications that that would be found out clearly and quickly. Uh, Lord, we continue to pray for her uh, clarity of mind for healing with Alzheimer's uh, and the various things that she is struggling with. Uh, But Lord, we also pray that she would have a sense of peace uh, in your presence. Uh, of being close to you through all these things. Uh, We pray for the Bridges family as well, that you would give them strength uh, and wisdom as they rely on you and reflect you to uh, all that they meet, whether it's doctors or one another. Uh, And let our prayers continue with them this day and throughout this week, uh, as well as the other various needs that we have uh, as a church. Uh, Lord, we submit this morning to you as we come before uh, your Holy Scripture. We ask that you would speak to us uh, specifically on the topic of prayer. It is perhaps one of the greatest gifts that you have given to us. And perhaps one of the ones that we neglect the most or undervalue. And so, Lord, I pray that you would guide us uh, that this very real, supernatural gift uh, would become a pillar of our lives. That we would be anchored in it. And through it to you. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen. All right so the last couple of weeks like I mentioned we've been going over the topic of prayer. Uh, kind of beginning off with a consideration of who it is that we're praying to. Uh, we're praying to the creator of the universe. The one who spoke all things into existence. Uh, we're also praying to the one who willingly claimed down himself uh, to die on the cross. Uh, but through that also to have a restored relationship with us. Uh, And that he wants us to call him Abba, or in essence, to call uh, God Daddy, to approach him uh, in that sweet and intimate relationship uh, that he died for us to be able to have. Uh, It can be a challenge for us at times, especially uh, looking and understanding him as Father. But Jesus also said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Uh, And so if we look at the Gospels, and the life of Christ, his love, the the compassion that he had, the the willingness to lay down his life, uh, all reflects the Father's love for us. And so we get a greater grasp of that. Last week, uh, we took a look at how prayer changes us, Uh, that idea in Romans chapter 12, where we do not conform to this world, but but rather have our minds transformed uh, so that we're able to know and follow the perfect will uh, of God, our Father, uh, and how prayer helps to establish that, to change that as we go through our life and we're confronted with various choices or options or paths that we might take to to submit those in prayer before god really causes uh, that impetus or that moment of allowing the spirit to work within us uh, and to have our minds transformed because really what we're doing is we're saying god i want your will and not my own i want to go your way and not my way and so since we've done that over the past couple of weeks, uh, we want to take a look at uh, what the one of the purposes of prayer uh, in this gift that we've been given. It's not just a means of communication to God, where we can sit there and we can talk to Him and say, oh, here's my day, here's what's been going on. Uh, but a vast aspect of prayer uh, is to seek God for things, to, to intercede for Him to move in our lives, in this world, to, to change things that are happening here on earth through the supernatural gift of prayer we can see it throughout uh, history uh, within the old testament and, and the ongoing actions within the new testament where we just kind of glimpse through scripture here and and hannah in first samuel hannah was desperate uh, to have child. She was greatly troubled that she could not have uh, a son. She could not have children. Uh, And so she would pray and pray and pray. And the Lord answered her uh, and gave her Samuel, who then became uh, a prophet and a great leader and a judge uh, within the nation of Israel. Uh, King David, we just went through his life uh, in the series where we looked at Psalms and how many times uh, David would seek the Lord for wisdom. And what should I do? Like, like here is the enemy over there god should we go and attack or or should we not and, and he would submit those decisions to god and god would bless his efforts in that we also looked uh, at david in psalm 51 where he prays for forgiveness or the sin against Bathsheba and the great sin in that the killing of her husband and then the marrying her so people don't find out And then his prayer of forgiveness before God and and his heart of repentance. Their son Solomon prayed for wisdom. And we see the wisdom that he had and the way that the kingdom was built and he submitted that. We have the the song of Solomon, um, Ecclesiastes, the various things that he wrote. And we see his wisdom as he relied upon the Lord for that. We have Elijah and the various things that he did as he pursued after God. One of my favorite stories in Scripture uh, is when Ahab uh, and his wife Jezebel were threatening to kill Elijah, uh, and he decides to call them out. He's like, okay, we're going to have a showdown to see which God is the true God, whether uh, it's your God, the false God that you're worshiping, or if it's Yahweh. And so why don't we meet on the high place, uh, and we'll all gather together, and we'll have a sacrifice showdown. And so all the false prophets gather together, and uh, they have their offering, this bull that's on the wood, and and they're going crazy. They start to cut themselves, and they're praying and doing all kinds of crazy things. And, and there's no fire coming. Nothing is revealing that that God is even away. And then he begins to mock. He's like, "Oh, maybe he's relieving himself." I like literally, that's what Scripture says. Like, "Oh, maybe he's relieving himself. Maybe he's gone. Maybe he's asleep." And so Elijah in that moment then has them dig a trench around the offering. And then they have pour water on top of the bowl and the wood. And they poured so much water on it that the trench around the offering was filled with water. And then he just prays. And he says, God, would you reveal yourself this day that you are true and you are alive and you're powerful. Fire came down from heaven and consumed the offering consumed the wood, consumed all the water in the trench. Uh, and on that day, the nation of Israel repented from following after false idols, ones that are not even alive, but the power of prayer in that. And then we find in James chapter 5, the Holy Spirit tells us that, that Elijah has a nature, or we have a nature like his. Uh, there's really no difference in that. It's a reliance on the Creator who spoke all things into existence, seeking His will and saying, okay, what do you want us to do here on earth? Daniel, the, the man who was thrown into Lion's Den, was confronted with the need for an interpretation of a dream, and, and he prayed for that and was able to have that and uh, be able to change the course of a kingdom. And all of these things happened before Jesus even walked on the earth. Before Jesus came down to die on the cross, in order to to give a path of reconciliation between man and God, the the sense of adoption that we talk about when we say Abba, these things happened before that. And it says Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Uh, We have something that Elijah never had, which is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The gift given to us after Christ was resurrected. The relationship that we have with God is, is greater than Hannah, David, Solomon, Elijah, Elisha, Daniel, Ezekiel. Now they fulfilled the calling that God had for them in their times. And we look at them and like, that was amazing. Like, like, how cool it'd be to, to live a life. Like that, oh, somebody dropped their axe into the water. Yeah, let's just ask God to make it float. But yet God has us here and now in 2020 to be the church. This is the time that he had us to be born, to live, and to be light and salt in the world. We can learn from the examples as they trusted God, sought His will, and submitted humbly to it. And whatever He would have them to do. And so we can learn from those examples. But but through Jesus Christ's coming, the relationship that we have as adopted sons and daughters, Elijah didn't have that. Hannah didn't have that. But through the blood of Christ, our sins have been forgiven. We've been reconciled, adopted, called sons and daughters, and have a boldness to be able to go before the throne of God through prayer. And even in this, uh, an authority in prayer given to us. It's not just this sense of, God, could you help out with this? And could you help out in this situation? But Jesus actually said that we would have uh, authority. In Luke chapter 10, he sent out 72 disciples, uh, and he told them to, to go out to tell the good news of the kingdom, to share it with people around. And so they did that, and they were to shake the dust off their feet if people didn't listen to them, uh, and they would go. But here's what happens when they return in Luke chapter 10. It says the 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And so as they were going and sharing the gospel, because of the authority that Christ gave to them, uh, they would pray and, and cast out demons from those that were possessed. They would pray and people would be healed. Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Uh, Jesus, in verse 18, he says to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, or, or meaning demons and evil spirits, and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing at all will harm you. However, don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And so he's saying, like, like, it's awesome. Like, you have the authority I've given to you to make an impact in this world for the kingdom. To set free those that are in bondage. To be able to pray for healing and to cast out demons. But don't rejoice in that. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Because it's all about relationship it's all about that connection with god that adoption that we have the reconciliation with him without this relationship there is no salvation and without this salvation there is this no rightful access to effective prayer this doesn't mean that god doesn't answer prayers of people who don't believe in him In his grace and mercy, he may decide to answer their prayer in order to reveal himself to them. But it's completely different when he calls you son, when he calls you daughter, and says, I want you to come to me and pray. I want you to come to me and ask me for things because of the relationship that we have. That's where the authority even comes from. That idea of of the prodigal son returning, and here's a robe and a ring that signifies that you have the same authority as the father. And so in this sense, as we're adopted into the kingdom of God, Jesus is saying to us, I'm giving you the authority of being in the family of God. Go and pack this world. It's all about this relationship which gives us the authority. We're going to go through John. If you have your Bibles, want to turn there uh, to John chapter 14. We're going to touch on John chapter 14 and 15 and 16, taking a look at at Jesus. This is his teaching uh, on the night that was betrayed before he heads to the cross as he's talking about who he is, the relationship uh, that he's about to purchase with his blood uh, and the intent for it. John chapter 14, beginning in verse 6, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's no access to God except through Jesus Christ. Verse 7, If you know me, you also know my Father. From now on you do know him and have seen him. Verse 11, Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. Truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And he will even do greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. This is a profound statement by Jesus. One that we need to wrestle through. If we ask for anything in Jesus' name, He will do it. Before we get into the nuances of that, let's continue on in three more passages. Uh, John chapter 15, verses 5 through 9. Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit, because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch, and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want, and it will be done for you. Ask whatever you want, and it will be done for you, if you remain in me. Verse 7. You remain in me, and my words remain with you. Ask whatever you want, it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Remain in my love. And and so here we kind of get a, a greater picture of this. Again, he's still saying, anything that you ask in my name, it will be done for you. But notice how connected it is to remaining in Christ. And how connected it is to the the producing of fruit. The prayers that we should be asking need to be according to the will of God for the purpose of producing fruit for the Lord that glorifies Him. James says that if we ask with the wrong motives, our prayers aren't asked or answered. And so in that sense, a lot of times we're, we're looking for fruit in our own life. We're looking for little bonuses or benefits or, or things that are just kind of for us that aren't necessarily within God's will according to his purpose or, or fruit within his kingdom. And so we ask with the wrong motives. But a greater challenge, I think, at times too within James it says, you do not have because you do not ask. And again, it's saying here, anything that you ask in my name, it will be done for you. John chapter 15, and just a few verses later, you are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I've called you friends because I've made known to you everything that I've heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce fruit and that your fruit should remain so that whatever you ask in the Father, in my name, he will give you. So now here's three or four times within this passage where Jesus is saying the same thing. Ask whatever in my name and the Father will give you. John chapter 16, verse 23. In that day, you will not ask me anything. We will not go to Jesus and say, Jesus, could you give me this? Truly, I tell you, anything you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, so that your joy may be complete. I have spoken these things to you in figures of speech. A time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. On that day you will ask in my name and I am not telling you that I will ask the father on your behalf so what he's saying here is is we're not gonna go to Jesus and say "Uh, Jesus uh, thank you for dying for me it'd be really nice for you to do this in my could you go talk to the father on my behalf could could you go ask on my behalf because he likes you better it's the same sense when it comes to uh, the Catholic idea of praying to saints. Because what they want to do in that moment is to say, well, here's a saint who's accomplished great things. And so I'm going to go to them because they have a greater understanding and a greater access to God. And so I'm going to pray to this saint and ask them to intercede on my behalf to God. And because God will answer them, then they'll answer. It's like playing a game of telephone through prayer. But here's Jesus himself who came and died on the cross. And Jesus himself is saying, in that day, I'm telling you, I will not ask the Father on your behalf. So if Jesus is saying that, how much more does it relate to other saints? We have access directly to the Father. For in verse 27, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. This is the access that God in His grace and mercy has chosen to give to us. It's a humbling thought. What have have we done to deserve the ability to go to God the Father and ask anything in Jesus' name? Let alone this promise of it will be done for you. bupkis that's a word right (laughs) just popped into my mind we we haven't done anything in order to deserve that it is the grace and mercy and love of god who wants to see us as his children who chose to see us who died to see us as his children and desires for us to see him as abba as daddy Now, this idea of going and praying and asking anything in Jesus' name, again, this needs to be according to the will of God and his plans and his purposes. That's why when we looked at the model prayer, the Our Father prayer a few weeks ago, your will be done, not mine. My will might be to have a new car every year, and I could pray for that, but I doubt it's within God's will, and and so why would I expect for that to happen? However, there's been times in my life where I've needed a car and had no idea how it was going to happen, and and the 2001 Nissan that we're driving right now, it's only got like 90,000 miles for 2001, but we were in a bind. We're like, God, what do we do? And, And he provided a car for us, like, he answers prayers. But according to his will, his purposes, for his fruit, for glory, for his name. Not because of our desires. Sometimes uh, in Peter, it tells us that our prayers, as husbands, our prayers can be hindered if we treat our wives in, an un- in a way that doesn't understand them. Prayers can be hindered for various reasons, and, and that is a whole another topic. But today this challenge of do you understand the access in prayer that's been given to us as a gift ask me anything in my name Uh, there's nothing we can't pray about and for as long as we're abiding in him seeking to to be close to Him, to know and to follow the will of God. And as we look through the New Testament, we we see amazing things that have happened with this. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus said, "Uh, wait here until the Holy Spirit comes. And so they waited and prayed and received the power of the Holy Spirit equipping them to continue the work of the ministry as Jesus promised would happen. That you would do these things that i have done in acts chapter 4 they prayed for boldness god we've been arrested we've been beaten because of our faith but yet we pray for greater boldness in order to share this light and would you work in power and reveal yourself and it said the actual room shook and they continued on in acts chapter 12 peter was in prison and the whole church, that's where one of the James had actually died from Herod, and Peter's in prison, possibly facing the same fate. And there, here was the church in someone's house, gathering and praying and interceding on Peter's behalf, and an angel showed up and rescued Peter out of jail. We have Paul and Silas in jail at one point for sharing the gospel, and they decided, like, let's just spend the night uh, in prayer and singing in hymns. Uh, And then there was an earthquake. The door fell off uh, of the jail. And and they were able to walk out, but yet felt led not to. Uh, And here's the jailer coming, and he's about to commit suicide because he thinks all of the prisoners have escaped. And Paul's like, no, we're still here. And and so then he goes over to the jailer's house for dinner. And the jailer and his family come to faith through that. Uh, Again, that power of submitted prayer. Throughout the New Testament there's prayers for healing, prayers for demons to be casted out, even prayers for the dead to rise. And God answers these things as a testimony to his power. As a testimony to we are his people. There's prayers for wisdom and guidance, prayers for the fruit of the Spirit, prayers for miracles, pray for our, our freedom from sins and addictions and things that, that hold us in bondage. There's so much testimony within Scripture, but what I want to do this morning is put you on the spot. And is there anything that God has answered in your life? And, and I have a microphone up here, and we're going to make it awkward, because I like awkward. So is there anybody that wants to share how God has answered a prayer in your life and his power and what he's done? All right, Vicki.
1: Hi, guys. Those of you that know me know that I like awkward, too, so (laughs) bear with me. (laughs) Um, But actually, uh, one really cool way God's been answering my prayers literally – within this last month has just been giving me opportunities at my school to open up and share the gospel and talk to people. Um, I've had good conversations with Christians and non-Christians and um, I felt like this semester I was supposed to be a lot more open about my faith and um, there have been a lot of instances that really can only be described as only God and, and giving me specific um, instances and people to talk to. So I'm really excited and Um, he's been really gracious with me because I was like, please don't make me do the evangelist thing where I have to go run outside and be like, do you know Jesus? Do you know? You know, instead of just creating those relationships, and then eventually, now that I've created those, like actually talk to them about what they believe and give them hope and, you know, stuff through the gospel. But, yeah.
0: Awesome. Thank you. So here's that sense of praying God according to your will, I know that you want me to be lights, so show me the opportunities to be lights. And here God is answering that prayer. Anybody else want to share what God has done in your life? Yeah, Dan.
2: Uh, the first time I came to this church actually, um, pastor and I can't remember the pastor's name, but it was the pastor that gave the sermon from Milwaukee, and I've had a lot of passions that God has given me in my life. Most of them are with two wheels and, and motorcycles and stuff, but I just wasn't passionate about Christ. I prayed for that, and <laughs> it has been doing just amazing things in my life. Amen. Oh, especially the Holy Spirit. Oh, what a blessing. Just, uh men's group, I've only gone there twice, but I invite you, especially you men, if you have never been there, come this Tuesday, I'm not sure where it's at, but I'm sure we'll find out, but come to that, um, a huge blessing, it's been a huge blessing, like pastor said, um, prayer, praying to be more bold, um, praying for humility praying for change. It's been a huge blessing in my life. This church has been a huge, huge blessing in my life. and we, I could say we came here by mistake, but I know it was a mistake. <laughs> um, we weren't looking for a church. We just ended up here. But again, you men, I, I beg you or really invite you to come this Tuesday. It's been a huge blessing in my life.
0: Thank you. Dale, where is it this week? At At Dale's house. So, men, Tuesday, 630 at Dale's house. Absolutely. Anybody else? Yeah, Cheryl.
3: Well, if you guys really need someone to blame for the snow, that would be me, because I've been really praying a lot for the snow. Um, uh, We like to snowmobile. I love winter, so that's one of the things that... Well, just you know, pray it for took st- about five, six years, but, you know, it's
0: here. Pray now. for snow up north, then. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, that that really has been one of my prayers. Um, another thing, um, my husband and I have been helping our relative, and um, I mentioned it the other day, we are here, um, and just really praying that he would see some freedom in his thinking processes. And um, we've just been really seeing um, the prayer being answered and the holy spirit moving and illuminating and bringing revelation of the truths of the gospel in my relatives um walk if you will yeah. and he just has been sharing and he went with Al or he went with ken um they did a golfing in beloit and um Ken had said how he had shared how he had never heard these things before, hmm. and um, so it's been neat to see some of the answered prayer actually being walked out in his life. And then um, another thing is my I have a daughter that's going through a really struggle right now, and it's been hard to watch. But sometimes, you know, we have as parents have to step back and let the let the Lord do what He needs to do and trust him to do it in his timing, in his way, and so um, that when the situation happened, I prayed, I go, God, show me someone I can pray for that's walking through a similar situation with their daughter, son, or whatever, In this case would have been a daughter. And um, I had sent a, a message to a couple people I knew who would be really praying for my daughter in the situation, and one of one was a lady that I met in Louisiana when we were there in the military, and um, so I sent her a message and just asking, hey, could you pray for my daughter? Da, 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 da. And um, she messaged me back and just said, you know, remind me what's your youngest daughter's name? And um, she said to me in this message that if you could be praying for my daughter, and gave me her name and um because and kind of told me the situation so it was that same day that god answered that prayer for mm. me to be planting seed in another daughter's life for yeah. my own it's the same thing for my own daughter wow. but it was really cool and i sent her a message told her that was an answer to prayer yeah. so i could continue to go well, but anyway yeah
0: thank you thank you and, and for that encouragement also of like continuing in prayer for things um just this year i know i shared the whole story before and I don't have time to do it again but um you know i, I came to truly a group as jehovah's witness truly came to know christ uh in 2003 became saved through that uh and in that having a heart you know for my parents and my family and praying for for years um uh, so that would be 17 years ago that that happened uh and then just this year uh, in the midst of covid and everything else like that happening uh, i get a message from my parents uh, in a letter uh, and i'll save this letter but it says we finally we understand what you mean when you, say you found jesus um, and so again sometimes these prayers in god's timing for his purposes but we're called to be faithful in these prayers in these things and it might answer you know 17 years later But God works in amazing ways. Uh, I think we got time for maybe two more if there's anybody else. Yeah, you got one? You want to come up? What's your name, sir? I couldn't hear you quite. Okay.
2: God, come into my life. I've been a Christian all my life, just about. I've been coming to church come over to China, find a church walking, I you know, to continue to help somebody something. You know, I've been looking out to try to please myself. I've been trying to help everybody I can, you know, much as I can, you know. Thank God coming in my life to tell everybody, you know, like, just be saved. You got to go to church and stuff, be saved and stuff. You got to come to church, time, get your Christian, get your uh, worship and stuff, you know. Help yourself, you know. Uh, that's what it's about for me.
0: Thank you for sharing, sir. Thank you. Houston, yeah, <laughs> couldn't tell with the mask on, and didn't recognize you. All right, good, good.
3: All right, my name is Houston. I got something to share. God brought me closer to my family. I just got him a drone. He was like, "This is epic." Um, I'm, what? I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to be here. Um, just passed my drug testing. Uh, still a little homeless, but I'm, I'm getting over that. <laughs> I'm getting over that
2: real quick, and I'm happy to be here. God bless everybody here.
0: Um, All right. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. (laughs) I mean, we could sit here and and any one of us could come up with how many different ways that God has helped us out in situations. Um, Some people in this room wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for miracles. And what God, yep, Becky's over there, yeah. Uh, How long ago was it supposed to be that you weren't over a year right yeah so like 2019 was like the date that they kind of gave you like cancer should take you out yeah and she's still here and and God is faithful like there's so much in this and and yet we fall into this trap of, of leading everyday earthly Monday lives let's get up let's go to work let's make sure that we have our food let's watch our entertainment let's just do it again and again and again what if we actually grasped this that this supernatural gift of prayer not just in communion with god and getting to know him but but this idea that's given to us in second corinthians 10 that that although we live in the flesh we have skin and muscle on our bones We do not wage war according to the flesh since the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds. Continues on to say, taking every thought captive in the name of Christ. What if we live that way? The sense that we've been looking at in Ephesians chapter 6 that we're supposed to put on the, the full armor of God. We've been having blog posts about that throughout the entire week. What if we lived with that mindset of, of that prayer is not just something for me to go to God when I need help, but prayer is something for me to use and to wield with the authority given to me in Jesus' name by His blood. He died to give it to us do we value it do we value it as much as he valued giving it to us to the point where he gave it all so that we can have this father we come before you this morning we thank you for this gift of prayer that that i can even just talk to you right now as our daddy I thank You for the gift of prayer. We do not deserve it, but You gave it to us anyways. We see the stories within Scripture of the way that prayer has impacted this world. And it gives us faith and strengthens our faith. Lord, we hear the testimonies as other people speak to what God, You have done through prayer lord i ask by the power of your spirit would you convict us would would you as dan had prayed give us a passion for prayer a passion to commune with you a a passion to use prayer to make an impact in this world that uh, it is uh, a weapon of warfare Lord, that we pray for people uh, to find salvation through you. That we would pray for people to uh, be able to find their way off the streets. That we pray for people uh, like Cindy for healing and peace. That we would pray for your help with our emotions, our relationships, our families, our marriages, our jobs that we would pray for those trapped by addiction and that we would see you move Lord we echo the prayer in Acts 4 would you give us boldness in prayer and we trust that you'll move and so Lord I ask I ask for this passion I ask for the equipping of the Holy Spirit, a fresh uh, anointing for this church. Help us to pray the way that you died for us to pray. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.